I know what it's like to want to find your calling in life, but don't know where to start. In our fast-paced world where daily demands dictate more of our destiny than God does, it's no wonder we feel cut off from God's roadmap for our lives. That's why I wrote Make It Matter. It's a roadmap to help you live a life of purpose, and I'm excited to announce that it's just been released on Audible. So go to chrisreese.com slash M-I-M to check it out. Building Faith Podcast from Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring biblically-based messages and lessons on how to apply God's Word into your everyday life. Well, hey, my friends, welcome back to the Building Faith Podcast. I am so thrilled to be here with you today. I am your host, Chris Reese, and my mission, as always, will be to help you to apply God's Word to your everyday life. Today, we are in episode 65, and we continue in our series on toxic people. And today, we answer the question, what do I do when the toxic person is my spouse? Look, it's fairly easy to identify toxic relationships when they involve overt, obnoxious forms of abuse like physical and verbal abuse or infidelity. But what if you do what do you do if you know something is wrong in your marriage, but you just can't put your finger on it? Toxic relationships are not necessarily lost causes. In many cases, with appropriate therapy, bad behaviors can be corrected in order for a healthy marriage to thrive but it takes time and effort on both parts. However, it is absolutely possible. And scripture teaches us that marriage is inherently difficult. And we think of the relationship we, if we think of the relationship between God and the Hebrew people as a marriage, then we see God coping with a difficult, contentious spouse in a marriage filled with tragedy and heartache. Christ the bridegroom was a man who was filled with sorrow and grief and suffered brutal rejection at the hands of his beloved. The difficulties between Christ and his bride, the church, were so severe that his death was required in order for their relationship to be possible. Even Christ knew the difficulty of marriage. For example, in Matthew 19, Christ gives his understanding, and Jesus' disciples objected to his words that if those are the terms of marriage, we're stuck. Why get married? But Jesus says not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. It requires a certain aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for everyone. Some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. Others never get asked or accepted. Some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. But if you are capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, do it. Matthew 9, 10 through 12, that was the message version. Difficulties in marriage are more the norm than the exception, and this is what the Apostle Paul said when he wrote in 1 Corinthians 7.28 that we would face many troubles in marriage, and the word trouble is rendered as tribulation. A literal understanding is that those who are married will undergo severe troubles tribulation. The idea that all trouble and struggle should be eliminated from marriage, my friend, is not biblical. So we see that there are enough challenges in marriage without bringing in levels of toxicity. And toxic behavior left unchecked can deteriorate a marriage faster than Satan ever could. And toxic behavior in a marriage can range from childishness, self-centered behavior, all the way up to betrayal. 
And if you've concluded that your marriage is in a toxic state, here are eight things that you can do to get your relationship on the road to recovery. Number one, forgive the flaws. Look, we're not excusing the behavior here, but it does free you. You want your heart clean. You see, when you hold on to unforgiveness, you invite in one of the biggest relationship killers, contempt. Contempt is an attitude of superiority and disgust. Your words may say, I love you, but your actions communicate arrogance. And we show contempt through sarcasm, mocking, eye-rolling, hostile humor, name-calling. These are just to name a few. So first... Let's clean our hearts of these contaminants and you will be able to better address the toxicity in your spouse. Number two, see the positive. No one is all bad. Despite how toxic the relationship has become, not everyone is all evil. Now, it may be time to make a fresh start and get to know your spouse again, this time looking at them with the goal of mining for gold. There's good somewhere. Start digging. You may need to dig deep, but it's in there. Perhaps you two can take personality assessments together to start to better understand how God wired you and what your strengths are and how you can begin to support each other's weaknesses. Look, if your spouse is unwilling to participate, then do it on your own. Take a personality assessment for yourself and also make a list of his or her redeeming qualities and set out to complement them on those qualities. Number three. Take responsibility for your role. Look, it's likely that being in a toxic marriage has led you to display some unhealthy behaviors yourself. So you would do well to hold yourself accountable for the things in the marriage that you can control. Number four, set your boundaries. Boundaries in marriage, you ask? Yes. There are boundaries that you will need to set with your spouse and for the marriage. The boundaries you set with your spouse will be the ones to protect yourself. Uh, For example, if your spouse starts calling you names while arguing, you could simply say, I would like to be spoken to in a respectful manner. And when you start yelling at me and calling me names, I will call a timeout and remove myself until you can speak respectfully to me. Another set of boundaries that you'll need to set is for the marriage. Look, being married to a toxic person can create animosity, contempt, and distrust. And these feelings lead to toxic behaviors. And if you truly want God to honor your marriage, add boundaries that will honor your marriage. For example, uh, you may want a boundary of not speaking uh, about your spouse in a negative way to anyone, Um, eliminating all uh, physical or verbal abusive actions like stonewalling or withdrawing or withholding of sex. You want to set your boundaries to protect uh, yourself as well as the marriage. Number five, invite God in. It can be difficult to imagine why God would allow you to be in a marriage with such a difficult person, but I have seen God even change the hardest of hearts. So I want to encourage you to invite God in and allow him to transform you, your spouse, and your marriage. Number six, stop looking at yourself as a stuck victim. Look, God didn't make relationships to make us happy. He designed them to make us holy. And he also provided a way out of oppression. Christ came to set us free, not to remain in bondage to another person's demonic behavior. You are not a victim. You are a child of the Most High God. Ask God for wisdom and guidance, and he will lead you through this. I'm not saying that 
this is your excuse to get up and leave the marriage. I am saying that you are not a victim. God is with you and he will carry you through this. And number seven, accept that your spouse may not change. Look, let's face it, in Christian circles, we are taught that if we just pray hard enough, God will answer our prayers. And while God does desire to answer your prayer, he also has one factor to contend with, the human will. And if God has been unable to change your spouse, my friend, what makes you think you can? So you may want to accept the fact that he may not change and see what God is doing in your situation. And number eight, develop your plan to thrive. Look, being in a toxic marriage is challenging, but it's not the end of your life. Instead, develop your plan to thrive. Find hobbies that interest you. Work with a counselor to develop a healthier mindset. Uh, Take the focus off of your spouse's flaws and put them on God's plan for your life. You were created with a very unique purpose. And yes, your marriage has a specific purpose, but my friend, you have a unique purpose as well. So use this time to draw near to God in a way that you may never have if you were happy. Look, I can't begin to tell you what will happen within your marriage. I've seen toxic couples divorce. I've seen others tough it out. And I have seen God do miraculous things in a marriage. So I do know that God is good and his plans for you are great and as they are for your marriage. So hang in there, my friend. It's likely that a lot of damage has taken place and it's unrealistic to expect it to change overnight. Before you decide to leave, I want to encourage you to try these eight steps and to keep Christ at the center of all you do. Well, my friend, that's all the time that we have for today. I hope that you have enjoyed our time as much as I have. If so, would you please consider subscribing and leaving a rating? I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, If you are struggling with toxic people in your life, I want to invite you to grab a copy of my free Toxic People Survival Guide. This guide will help you to identify and deal with toxic people in a God-honoring way. I will go ahead and include a link in the description section on the website as well as the show notes. Until next time, remember, all things are possible with God. For more information from Chris Reese, visit chrisreese.com forward slash podcast. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E dot com forward slash podcast.